Welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast, where we go deeper into the Sunday Gospels reading to help you influence the world for Jesus. I'm Father Rob Gallia, and this podcast is presented to you by FRG Ministry. Good morning and welcome to the Catholic Influencers Podcast. It could be morning, it could be afternoon, could be evening. I'm right here, it's early morning, just woke up early in home isolation and I'm ready to record. I woke up in a little bit of a creative mood. My name is Father Rob Gallia and today, unfortunately, we do not have my co-host. Or maybe I'm the co-host in this podcast, usually, Danielle Sullivan. Um, Danny is isolated in her home and we're still trying, still trying to figure out a way how to get us together to record this podcast together. But I think we've figured it out. We're just ha- having to locate, relocate microphones and get a good quality podcast to you very soon. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, that I know it has been a very difficult time in isolation for some of you, especially, I suppose, the extroverts, but I really wouldn't know because I'm absolutely loving the isolation. I don't know if anyone here is actually enjoying this. I haven't heard much about people online enjoying the isolation, but it has been a blessing for me Last year has been an incredible, was an incredible year of travel all around the world where I, believe it or not, got to travel um, about 150 trips. That's about almost 300 flights over the year. And I was just hoping to slow down this year and all of a sudden this is thrown at me, thrown at the world really. And I know it's horrible, it's a horrible time for everyone, um, especially those who are sick and those who are struggling with the with the coronavirus, and those also living in fear. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about fear, because you see, fear sometimes is inevitable. That The fact that we feel fear, we feel fearful. What if we get sick? What if someone we love gets sick? What if I'm going to be stuck over here? What if I want to lose my job? What if I'm going to be stuck without money? And maybe some of us have already experienced this, uh, and a lot of this. But having a fear doesn't mean we have to give into it. You see, we're all going to experience fear. But sometimes one of the things that we can do is just decide to let go, to not live in that fear, not to act in that fear. One of the things I often say is a phrase called do it scared. And it doesn't mean that we don't experience fear. It doesn't mean that we don't even live in in a sense of, of fear, of a feeling of fear. But let us not act out of that fear. Let us not be paralyzed by this fear, but move forward in spite of our fear. And so as we begin this time um, of podcast, um, I just would like to start off with a prayer. A prayer particularly for those who are struggling, those who are cruising and enjoying themselves. Good on you. That's amazing. But also let us even pray for those who are really struggling, especially those who are sick, those who have lost their work, those who are struggling to, um, in, in routine, all lack of it. You see the fact that everything is thrown to the side. And this again is one of the things that we're going to read about in the scripture today, about the apostles going through the road of Emmaus, where they world was thrown upside down. Everything they knew, everything they were sure about, all of a sudden, they became unsure. And they started to run away and they started to act out of fear. 
And Jesus met them in their fear and stopped them in their tracks and turned them back, turned them back in spite of their fear, in spite of the changed world, in spite of their world being different to how it was before. They could still go back, they could still survive, and they could still thrive. And so this is what we're going to pray for you today. So together, let's pray um, and ask for God's presence and God's love here with us. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your goodness, your love. We thank you, Lord, for your presence here with us in our homes. We thank you, Lord, that even though things are difficult for us, your presence goes with us, that the, the, the world has changed around us, but you, you, Lord, you never change. And Lord, you hold us, and you love us, and you want to spend time with us. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that you make us aware of your presence, aware of you here with us. We might feel right now miles and miles away from you, But Lord, you're right there. Open the eyes of our hearts so that we can see your presence, that we can experience your presence, that we can know your presence. And Lord, that we can live in your presence. Holy Spirit, come. Open our eyes. Open our hearts. Open our lives to you. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, even though we can experience this fear, you are still there. You still ask us to move forward. You still ask us, Lord Jesus, as you in the Garden of Gethsemane were almost paralyzed by fear, bleeding, sweating blood out of fear, but you still moved forward, moved forward to the cross. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that we too will be a people that are ready to move forward and not live in our fear. And so we ask all of this in the name of Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I hope you guys have been um, uh, finding things to do and have been productive. One of the things that I love and that keeps me going is that I continue to be productive. I've set up a really strict routine lately, waking up at 5.30 in the morning, even though I can sleep in, but starting my routine really early in the morning, going for walks with the dog and um, having times, good times of prayer, having times before the emails start coming in, before the telephone calls start coming in, and then having good times of work and also exercise. I'm, I'm walking a lot, I'm walking about um, six to eight kilometers a day with the dog and the dog is getting exhausted. He's a small, small, tiny dog. And he, by the time we get back home, he's all, all always out of breath and then sleeps for the rest of the day. But also doing a bit of high intensity training here at home um, in the hallway. So let's look after our health as well. That's a reminder. And eat healthily as well. We can do that by not buying junk food if we can. You know, starting new disciplines. You know, it takes 21 days to start a new habit. And this is our opportunity to to start new habits, to learn new things, to experience new things. And um, yeah, so this during this time Let's just make the most out of it and, and not focus on our fear, but focus on the things that, that we can do and be productive. So let's talk a little bit about uh, the scripture verse. This Sunday, um, we're in the season of Easter. Um, this Easter goes for 40 days uh, until Pentecost. 
Pentecost is the coming of the Holy Spirit. And so these times of Easter is a time where the, the apostles start with a spirit of fear. They're fearful. They're locked in, in the house. They're running away from Jerusalem. They're running away from, from the promise. Start with fear. And all of a sudden, they have this encounter with Jesus. They have this encounter with the risen Lord. They receive the Holy Spirit. And uh, uh, during Pentecost, they're empowered by the Holy Spirit. And then they are sent out. And so this is our Pentecost. This is our Easter time as well, as strange as it may be. The desperation may be running away, but now we can encounter the risen Christ. We can run towards Jerusalem. We can spend time, wait for the Holy Spirit. Once the Holy Spirit comes and once we're ready to leave our houses, then also we can go out. But we still can go out here and evangelize. We can still use our time at home to be witnesses to our families and to the rest of the world. Thank God for the internet. Uh, thank God for the internet. Can you imagine this home isolation 50 years ago? That would have been really, like, isolated. Now we can communicate to the world. We can call each other. We can FaceTime each other. We can Zoom each other. We can TikTok. We can Facebook. We can Instagram. So much, so much communication and so much good that can be done. And so this is one of the things that we need to do is to also be influencers, Catholic influencers to the world, even in our home isolation. So let's go to the scripture. The Sunday scripture this week um, is taken from Luke chapter 24, verses 13 to 35. And I'm going to read this. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking to each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them. But they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, What are you discussing together as you walk along? And they stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, Are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened here in these days? What things? he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet are powerful in, in word and deed before God and all people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third, third day since this all took place. And in addition, some of our women amazed us and they went to the tomb early this morning, but they didn't find his body. They came and they told us this, that they had seen visions of angels and that he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found that it was the woman he had said, but they did not see Jesus. He said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and enter into his glory? And the beginning and beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. As they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he was going further, but he urged them strongly, stay with us for it is nearly evening and the day is almost over. And so he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, and then he began to give it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. And they asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us when he talked to us on the side of the road and opened the scriptures to us? 
they got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. They found the eleven and those of them were assembled together and saying, It is true, the Lord is risen. He has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Hallelujah. How amazing this scripture verses. I'm get I get excited when I read scripture like this. Just thinking about the excitement of the apostles. I just again coming into context of of this scripture. You see these guys, Jesus was their world. Jesus was everything to them. They were so excited to finally meet the promised Messiah. Their Jewish religion promised them that the Messiah would come and finally they discovered him. And not only that they discovered him, but they, uh, the Messiah actually chose them to be his disciples. And they were around Jesus and they saw miracles and they performed miracles and life was exciting. Life was amazing. Life was incredible. You see, Jesus was present. He was alive. He was there and they had promises and Jesus kept promising them stuff and telling them, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And then all of a sudden the world falls apart and Jesus is arrested and they start to think, no, 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 no. He's the Christ. He's going to fight. He's not going to die. He's going to have the final say. But you see, Jesus persisted and continued unto death. And these guys looked at Jesus. The Jesus they had hoped would give them life. The Jesus they hoped would, would give them a future, would give them freedom, was there on a cross with no freedom and no life. And can you imagine their disappointment? Can you imagine their anger, their disillusionment, their frustration? They're in Jerusalem, this promised land, and all their promises just fell apart right before their eyes. And so they're angry. They're angry at God. They're angry at themselves. Why did I allow myself to believe in this person? And they're disappointed, and they decide, that's it, I've had enough. Peter went back fishing. The apostles scattered. John remained, yes, with Mary, but the rest scattered. They ran away. And these guys decided to leave Jerusalem. And they started to walk away from Jerusalem on the road to a place called Emmaus. And they're walking and they're angry and they're saying how they're looking back and they're thinking, I can't believe, I believe Jesus when he said this. I can't believe, I believe Jesus when he said this. I can't believe this was all nothing. This was worth nothing. And their faith started to fall apart. Their world started to fall apart. And as they're walking away, They're distracted. They're distracted maybe by the sunlight. Maybe they're distracted by their doubt. Maybe they're distracted by their anger and their frustration, their disillusionment. But Jesus is walking right beside them, the risen Christ, the one they had put all their hope in. And now the one they had lost all hope in was standing right there next to them. But they couldn't see it. They were too distracted. They were too angry. They were too lost. And Jesus persists, you know, he doesn't get offended. He doesn't say, oh my goodness, I can't believe you don't recognize me. But he's there, he's patient. He walks with them miles and miles until it gets dark. And then Jesus says, look, I'm going to move on. But you know what? 
they, out of their kindness, maybe out of their encounter with Jesus previously, they had a compassion, a, a heart of compassion. They wanted to look after this human being who was alone. They still didn't know he was Jesus. And they said, listen, we'll look after you. We'll do justice by you. We'll take care of you. And so they invited them into the place where they were staying. And they're sitting there and they're having dinner. And all of a sudden, how do they recognize Jesus? They recognize Jesus through the breaking of bread. You see, Jesus breaks the bread, the Eucharist. And that is where they start to recognize Jesus because that brings them back to the Last Supper. That brings them back to the Eucharist, to the community, to what the Christian faith was all about when they were together. You see, Jesus would break bread with them often, I'm sure, and he broke bread with them on the Last Supper. And now they recognize that act. And what happens? And so they get so excited that they get up and, and they, they, they don't walk back to Jerusalem, that seven miles, that what, 10, 12, 14 kilometers. They don't walk back. They run back, a marathon. They're running and running back and they don't stop. And once they run back, they come to this community of people who are also quickened, who are also alive, who are also excited because they too had encountered the risen Christ. And you see, See, this is the thing that it was the breaking of the bread that helped them recognize Jesus, but it was the community that had also experienced the risen Christ, who had also experienced and encountered Jesus. It was that encounter with them that allowed them, that allowed them to experience and to hold on to Jesus, to hold on to his love. And so this is the steps that we need to take. We need to, to not be afraid while we're in our doubt, while we're walking away, but open your eyes and see that Jesus is there, that he's walking with you. If you cannot see Jesus, if you cannot recognize Jesus, then stop. Stop walking away. Stop. Listen. Pray. Recognize Jesus. But the thing is, how are we going to recognize him if we cannot even be close to the Eucharist? We cannot be close to the church. We cannot be close to the breaking of bread. But you see, we don't live in that moment only, the moment between the, the, the death of Christ and the resurrection. We live past, we're living in a time past, and that to count 40 days from that moment, and that's when the Holy Spirit came upon them. And so at the moment, yes, we cannot be close to the Eucharist, yes, we cannot be close to the community, but we can be close to the Holy Spirit. We can be close to prayer. We can recognize Jesus in his spirit and stop and have fellowship with his Holy Spirit. I love the scriptures. You see, the, the, in, in, in the letters, St. Paul talks about, may the, and we say this during Mass, may the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. This is it. You see, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. What is fellowship? It's spending time with. It's enjoying the company of. This is what fellowship is. Just sitting with the Holy Spirit, talking to the Holy Spirit every day, breaking bread, maybe not the Eucharist, yes, but breaking bread, having fellowship with the Holy Spirit. As we're with our family, with, with our community, some of us are alone, I'm isolated alone, and thank God, thank you Jesus for your Holy Spirit who keeps me company, amen, hallelujah. But some of you have family, 
And that is your community right now, your resurrection community, your community that have experienced this love of God. But you need to pray together. You need to fellowship with the Holy Spirit together. You need to enjoy the company of the Holy Spirit together. So this is the story of Emmaus. It's a story of desperation, of disappointment, of running away. But it's also a story of the apostles opening their eyes and seeing the risen Christ. It's also a story of them stopping and having fellowship with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. But also then, <laughs> it's about reuniting with the community, praying with the community, talking about the risen Christ with the community. They talked about their own experiences. Talk about Jesus with your family. Talk about God and what God has done in your life. And talk about God and Jesus with the wider community online. Be the light in the darkness. Surround yourself with people who are resurrection people. People who have experienced the risen Christ. Who have encountered Jesus. And you do that by the people you follow online. Who are you following what are you spending time with? What are the YouTube videos you're watching? What are the Netflix series you're watching? What are you surrounding yourself with? Who are you surrounding yourself with? Are they part of the resurrected community? Are they part of the fellowship with Jesus? Well, this is who we should be with, who we should be surrounded with. Anyway, as we conclude this time, I just want to pray God's blessing on you, God's peace upon you, that you may, like these apostles, encounter Jesus, the risen Christ, and may experience his love and his presence, his power and his glory. And so, Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We ask you, Lord Jesus, again, to open our eyes to your spirit, that we might recognize you, your fellowship, that we may encounter you, and after this encounter, recognize you, Lord, you will alleviate our doubt, our frustration, our fear, and lead us out to reach out to our families, to our friends, and to the wider community. And so, Lord, we just ask your blessing on us, our families, your peace in our lives. In the name of the Father, the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you, and please do stay in touch. Send us an email at podcast.frgministry.com. You can follow us on catholicinfluencers underscore on um, Instagram. And also please um, check out our Patreon page where you can also get involved in FRG ministry and in the work we're doing. And that is patreon.com forward slash FRG ministry. God bless you.